Hello and welcome to Almost 30 Podcast. Hi everybody, it's Lindsay and Krista. Welcome to the show. If you are new, welcome. So glad you found us. We are best friends. We are business partners and we started this about six years ago when we were just going through the transition from our 20s to our 30s, which I'm sure a lot of you are in right now and just feeling... I don't know, like an kind of like you're in an abyss of sorts mm-hmm. where you don't know which way is up at times and feeling like you should have more of a clear vision of your life. And so we just found that kind of working from the inside out helps us to clarify our vision and get our purpose really, really true within our bodies and our minds. It's been a ride. Yeah, and we're no longer almost 30. So whatever age you are coming to us, but zoom in good. on the video because we look zoom in. 27. <laughs> I, got a, I got face treatment yesterday. My face is like falling off. I was like, good good timing. Good timing. <laughs> I was like, we're going to be on camera tomorrow. Literally. <laughs> I was, it's called Morpheus. They do. It's laser and microneedling and mm-hmm. it like burns your whole face off. Looks good though. Yeah. It'll look good tomorrow, but whatever. I don't. It's, I, it's so, so weird because it's like if you care enough to get that treatment, wouldn't you care to not do it before you're filming? That's me. This is me. <laughs> this is how I am. You're like, I'm going to Miami tomorrow. Let me get more. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's so weird. I don't know what that is about me. Like, <laughs> I'm like I'll get a manicure, I guess. <laughs> where it's like, I do it, but I don't do it right. I'll do the things, but yes, it's not yes, done yes. in the way that's, that's, that's like most effective. Did you do any of those things right before your wedding that you're like, oh shit. I feel oh my like God, you did everything I, I had a spray advance. tan all over my hands. Oh, my hands my- were completely covered in spray tan, completely orange. Because I had like ripped on something in the spray tan booth before I left. I was like, okay. And also too, when I, at my wedding, I got there on Wednesday. The wedding was on Saturday. So by the time you're in Mexico, you're like, let's fucking eat. I mean. <laughs> so I was, je mange. I was eating so, so much. And so it was kind of like the diet ended Wednesday. So Saturday was kind of like, <laughs> whatever. Man. what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. And you can't care for that long. You can When you're getting ready for a wedding, caring for that long about that kind of, that's me too, where I'm like, I can't care for that long about something. Yes. Like the way that I look. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not. We're starting to plan yes. our stuff and, or it's happening quickly, but there's a part of me that's like, I already, my brain space is yeah. taken up by so much of the details that I'm like, how do people do this for two years? I know it's like spread out, but I'm like, whoa. It's kind of nice that like there's a expediency to it. There's like pluses and minuses, but I didn't realize that that would be the thing. There's like a thought form that enters your brain too that takes over. Yes. Because before I'm like, I'm chill, I'm cool. And I was chill and cool, but it just, you kind of say stuff that you're like, what am I saying? Like, even before we got engaged, I was like, why aren't we getting engaged? And I like, didn't really care. I mean, it was weird. Like he was like, are you? And sometimes my mom will do that. She'll be like, when am I having grandkids? I'm like, you don't care about grandkids. Yeah, like- but it's like, she feels like it's something she has to say. She like catches the like, thought form. Yes. In the- or like other moms say it to their, the to their kids. Other moms are like, hey, when are you? Blah, and blah, she's blah. like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, she's like, yeah, that's what moms do. <laughs> oh my gosh. This was so my mom the other day, she's talking horribly about the passing of someone that we know, which I won't go into detail about. And we go on, we're kind of talking about it. And um, and the funny thing about her is that someone that we know, someone that I grew up with passed in a very troubling way. And 
I'm like, man, I'm just so sorry. And I'm thinking, I'm sorry for the family. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, she's like, I'm, I know. Thank you so much. <laughs> like, the, and it's so jarring. <laughs> Because you you hear it, you're like, oh my god, she thinks I'm literally talking directly to her, and I'm like, I what is? I'm like, you know, what's gonna happen? She's like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm like, this isn't your child, and it's everything is completely to her. So then at the end, she's like, okay, so do you want to be buried or cremated? And I'm like, we just talked about the horrible tragedy, and then we're like, kind of planning my my death. <laughs> She's like, I mean, I hate to ask, but just being sure, I'm like, okay. Oh but it's, God. and sometimes I'll tell Justin these stories and he's like, cannot believe it. And it's so weird because now that I'm older, I'm like, this is my life. Totally. Can you imagine when you're a kid and you're trying to make it sense kind of, of the sw- world? It like switches. 100%. It switches so quickly where you're like, a hundred. Okay. And you're a kid trying to make sense of the world and you're like, this is how this works. Yes. Someone, it's this. I just like, <laughs> now that I can see clearly what it is. But I was like, I mean, cremated. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, I will, I I personally, this is my personal, would be claustrophobic even if I was dead in a casket. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I can't even, actually the the first creepy part or, you know, uncomfortable part is picking out a casket for your <laughs> dead body. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where you're like green velvet or maroon velvet, I yeah. don't, I guess, whichever. And then someone's doing your makeup. You're like more modern than like yeah. old English. <laughs> yeah, and you're like um, winged eyeliner. <laughs> you're like, do a winged eye. Like how weird. Do a fresh face. And I think about my muscles decomposing. Because think about if you like don't move enough. But no, but they put something in your- Oh, embalming fluid. Embalming fluid, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is just- Listen. I mean, this is something I personally, again, I whatever, I, we've buried a lot of people. We've cremated a lot of people in my family. I'm like- Aliens look at us and they're like, what is going on? Yeah, because they're like, it's just a body. Yeah, they're like, that's literally the most least interesting part of you. Just toss it in the ocean. <laughs> that's what I want to be. Yeah, I want to be cremated uh, and that's just, what we do and with just my papa. dusted. Just sprinkle, sprinkle. Yeah, I want to be dusted somewhere. Mm-hmm. I have one of those, not to harp on on death, but just in like one of those like life moment where you're like, oh, I'm going to be, I think I was thinking about how old my parents were and they're young. They're like 64 and 65. Is that young? To a lot of people, that's okay. young. I feel like when someone like has a heart attack at 65, they're like, oh my God, they're that's so, true. Young. so young. Yeah, because my, my dad's- You know what I mean? Parkinson's, I'm like, he's young. Young, yeah. yeah. But I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be 65 one day. And when I'm 65, I I'm going to say probably in the mirror to myself, you have 30 more years. <laughs> Do you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, oh yeah. If I'm lucky. So it's just like a weird thing where you're like- Right now, I'm I'm focusing on this array of things. Yes, which is great and and fine, but I'm like at 65 and I have 30 more years. And why am I not doing those things? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just mm-hmm. perspective on like YOLO. I, I remembered that I'm not here forever. A hundred percent. I know. Anyway, sometimes I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 I know what you mean. Where it's kind of like a. It's a heavy, mm-hmm. it's a heavy suit. It's a, it's a heavy suit, <laughs> but I'm just scared. I, I don't want to come back, but that's like the most egoic thing to be like, I don't want to come back to earth. Yeah. I feel like you're, feel you're like an you, old soul, but yeah. But I feel like if you don't want to come back, you'll get sent back because you're like, you've got to learn to totally, love it. Totally. So don't say it out loud. Yeah, literally. Yeah, <laughs> just say, say it in my head and my heart because they're like, you've got to learn to love this experience mm-hmm. here on earth, which, you know, we're all very much trying to do, but- yeah, it's wild. But I had this experience on my flight today with this guy. I was 
flying spirit. Everyone hates on spirit, and I think spirit is underrated. <laughs> really? New planes. They're the only okay. profitable plane company. Okay. So all of their plane companies are mostly. Did you Google in, this after you booked it? Uh, no, I knew this before. <laughs> I'm just kidding. In debt or bankrupt because I remember during the pandemic, I was like, why is Spirit the only profitable plane company? Wow. And they have new planes. And the staff was like these girls and these like women, and they just were like having so much fun. fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they were, you know, they put the, they do the demonstration. Yes. She was like doing it. And then she was like doing a dance. She was like, <laughs> like she was like making it. It was literally yes. 10 p.m. at night. In LA, Ew. our flight was an overnight flight. I'm like, she was having so much fun, but I sat next to this guy, his name was Charles. And he was just like ripping, talking to me. And it was so wild because he was talking to me and I had to check some things on my phone. And that is, for me, it's painful to not fully pay attention to someone. But I was even kind of half listening and he was having the greatest time of his life talking to me. <laughs> he was like every, he was asking about the podcast and just the the curiosity that he brought to what we do was so like invigorating for yes. me. I'm like, I forget that this is a unique thing that we do and everyone is doing something unique and special from someone else's perspective, but it was that good reminder. Mm-hmm. And I was telling Lindsay, I've been listening to the song, I think it's called Turns to Gold. Mm-hmm. And it's this kind of like affirmation mantra song. It's called Turns to Gold and it kind of repeats, you know, everything I touch turns into gold. And he just said, he was like, it seems like everything you touch turns to gold. Which is the weirdest thing to say to someone. Weirdest. Weirdest. And coolest. And coolest. I was mm-hmm. like, that's the nicest thing you've ever said. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's those, you had a red eye, a connecting flight. The flight was canceled originally. Yes. And it's like one of those examples where your whole day could have been just in the dumpster. Yes. As far as like your attitude and mood and all of those things. But then like if you are even in those moments super present to like what's yes. what's happening right there for you, it can literally be spiritual and beautiful and Yeah. And I even thought about like all the work that we do and everyone listening in our community, all the work that everyone does, it's like even if we're not feeling our best, our energy can make someone's day. And I was yes. trying 15%. I was just listening, asking, I was very much light trying for me. And he was like, I knew right when you sat down in my seat, I got this electricity. I just felt your energy and I felt so good. And I just feel so inspired and excited. Like he was like, and I had to kind of even check him. Like, I was like, I'm not going to subconsciously let someone siphon my energy. <laughs> so I had to like almost be like, sir, cut the, I had to like dissolve a cord when I got off the plane the because I was like, sleeping sucked dry. Um, but I was just like, wow, I'm so grateful that I, I'm not doing anything. I'm mm. not trying, but just my energy is, is all someone needs. And that's for so many of our audience and people listening. Like, when you're working on yourself, when you're learning to love yourself, when you're really putting in the effort to be the best version of yourself or feel really good, it really impacts people in ways that you can't even, you know, really even predict. Yeah, 100%. The guy next to me was... Um, you got to tell a story too? I got to tell a story. <laughs> no, if you're like, he said, I, everything you touch turns to gold. <laughs> turns to silver, which <laughs> I'm pissed about. Yeah, literally, no. <laughs> but it was like, but to your point about energy, yes. Like, I was feeling, I feel like on planes, I'm very like, I'm just meditative. I'm yeah, like, same. for some reason, I think the hum of the plane, I'm yes. like. I know, I kind Ooh. of like float. Yeah, I'm very, yeah, it's very weird. And he came on and I gathered, whether this is true or not, I'm not sure, but in my mind, I made up a story, but he's 
he was with his sons and then he was with a larger group when they got off and he was the oldest guy. So it's like the dad that is just so fucking psyched to be with like his sons, their Ugh. friends. And I'm guessing it was maybe a bachelor party or something. And the whole flight, he's like tapping his legs and he's just like, you can sense his energy and excitement. And anytime we would have an interaction, like I had to go to the bathroom or whatever, there would always just be like, oh yeah, absolutely. I'm going to get up and stretch. Like, you know, oh. so there was just this like his excitement for this weekend yes. or whatever it is just bled into everything, which I think is so, for me, I was like, yeah, we don't have to be so, we don't have to compartmentalize like yes. the excitement for things. Sometimes I feel like I do that where I'm like, okay, I have to do this thing, yes. but then I'm excited about this thing, but then I have to do this yes. thing rather than being like, I'm excited about this thing and I have to do this bullshit over here, but I'm still going to you know? And I'm going to let that be my state. Yeah. Like I the think baseline. It's, yeah. It's like you get embarrassed to be excited. Yeah, a little bit where it's like, oh, I kind of want to keep it to myself or mm -hmm, totally not want to allow. And I've been doing that within our membership calls when we have our membership calls or even on the life edit calls that we had, just like allowing yourself to have your mood shift Yes, through the meditation or through the movement that we do. It's like, I feel like we're so, we grip to the feeling or mm -hmm. our ego really wants to keep the emotion of feeling stressed or anxious or yes. worried or whatever, that we sometimes don't allow ourselves to shift our mood quickly in the moment yeah. through dance, through meditation, through the experiences that we do within the membership or life edit. And I, I could feel myself doing that sometimes too previously where I'd be in situations where I'd be like, oh, I don't want to move or dance. Like, that's oh, kind of like whatever. Uh -huh. And it's like that ego is gripping to the feeling state that you're in and not allowing you to move into like a better state. And nine times out of 10, like anytime we incorporate that in the membership or in any program, people get in the chat and they're like, whoa, I didn't want to get up, but I needed that. Yes. Or I didn't, just mm -hmm. not knowing that there's like a deeper desire that they're kind of not picking up on and yeah. Beautiful. And there's such a science to it. You know, there's like such a science to it all. So it's nice that now science is catching up to sort of the belief of like, okay, dance to a song, feel good. Put music on, feel good. And now science is proving that you really can support yourself in feeling better and being a better mood mm -hmm. by listening to music, by dancing, by moving. So we love our members. Speaking of members and community, we have Jenna workshops in the membership. Oh, yeah which are really exciting. We need to get a Jordan one in there. We get a Jordan channeling one, but we have on this week's episode, two of my dearest friends, friends of Lindsay and I, Jenna and Jordan. So Jenna Zoe and Jordan Younger. They are people that I love so much that I talk to almost every day. And some people that I wanted to bring particularly for this conversation to talk a lot about um, life transitions mm -hmm. and sort of the way that they approach motherhood, the way that Jenna's approach relationship changes and just really dive into their spiritual journey, what tools they're loving and get like a behind the curtain because I feel like so many of you love and follow them and learn so much from them in addition to me. So I just wanted to have like a girl talk conversation about spirituality, about evolution, about spiritual tools that we love and really just dig into their lives as they are today. Yeah. I consider them just these like modern day teachers mm -hmm. that like deliver insights and information and channelings just in the most unique ways. Mm -hmm. I was listening just for example in um, Jenna's app, her voice notes that yeah, she dude. incorporates. I mean, the most genius thing of all time. It's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. She hops on, she channels through whatever is coming up for her, for the collective. And it's always so on point, so concise, and just helps 
it's been serving as like a contemplation point. So I'll like begin my day with that mm-hmm. and then just kind of let it marinate. Mm-hmm. Genius. I love that. The one you sent me the other day was so good. Yeah. For projectors. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about the My Human Design app that Jenna does. It's so good. So you yeah. can get the free version and you can also get the paid version, which has a lot of the things like the voice notes and just mm-hmm. additional features that are so powerful. And Jordan is a new mama. She has her podcast out again now, Soul on Fire, which is so exciting. She just signed with Dear Media, which is so, so great. And she has her baby son, Atticus, who is such the sweetest. an angel. Like, <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> it's my heart. I can't is, like, wait explodes. to meet him. <laughs> it's like so, I was just like, wow, I'm so grateful. I can be around friends and their babies mm-hmm. of like people that I like feel really close to. Yes. Because it's like, yeah, I don't know. You never, now that it's here, you're like, whoa, I want to be an auntie. Like yes. I want to be yes. someone that's with them all the time, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. She's like, get out of the bed, Krista. Like we I need know. It. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like obsessed. <laughs> um, so we hope you enjoy this one. Definitely share this with a friend. That's how we've grown the show. It's really fun to share these enough conversations with people that you love about some of the topics that we had. It's almost like we're all hanging out, which is so much fun. So you can find Jenna Zoe, Jenna Zoe on Instagram, myhumandesign.com. And then Jordan Younger, Soul on Fire. And she is the balanced blonde. Yes. And last announcement before we get into it, we have camp coming up this Saturday. Yay! Free camp, baby. It's free, formerly summer sessions, Mm -hmm. which we're so excited about. And we are going to be giving you a just really comprehensive taste of the membership within Mm -hmm. this free event, as well as featuring two special guests. We'll give you a little sneak peek. Rising Woman, Shalina Ayana is one of them. You can find more information at almost30.com slash camp. Sign up for free. And we're also kicking off the membership enrollment, which is going to be for two days. Mm -hmm. Two days only, baby. Keeping it short and sweet so we can get you guys all into our community where we do workshops, we do live hangs, we have monthly healings, we have downloadables, we have astrology forecasts, we have resources, affirmations, Mm -hmm. journal prompts. It really is that one-stop shop for you to get a taste of everything that Lindsay and I love about spirituality and health and wellness in one place. So our community is like the most special place on the internet. And we will be doing a lot of really exciting things this year that are gonna be super special and unique. We're gonna be pouring into the membership more than ever. We're gonna be doing challenges, maybe some live hangs in person with our lovely, lovely community. So we cannot wait to welcome you and we will see you at the free summer sessions camp on Saturday, July 30th. All right. Enjoy this one and we'll see you on the other side. Bye. All right. Let's do a little prayer before we get started. Thank you, God, for bringing us together. Thank you for allowing us to have this beautiful free flowing conversation where we can shine our light on the world, where we can be ourselves, where we can feel free, where we can feel expressed, and we can really, really share our gifts and our love. Thank you for keeping us happy. Thank you for keeping us safe. Thank you for protecting this container from all eyes during this time. Thank you for sealing us in to protect us and our light. Amen. 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 That was beautiful. Thanks. So beautiful. Sometimes really like to that. do a little prayer. Yeah. I think with all that, it's like letting yourself, you, you get so nervous. You're like, is it going to be perfect? And then when you really just let yourself say it, it's like fine. But I'm so excited to have you guys, my angels. I'm my so happy to too. be here. I know. I'm excited. And I'm excited to dig in a lot on friendship and sort of the evolution of both of you in the past two years 
because I feel like so much has changed, like motherhood, you've had a lot change in your life, you know, with your relationships and even in your business too. So I think it'll be really good to just see the power of leaning into your life. And I think you guys have done that so well the past couple of years. So I want to start and Jordan talk a lot about motherhood. You know, we've seen you become a mom and we've seen this whole process and it's been so beautiful. So for you, what have the past two years like and what has motherhood felt like? Yeah, thank you so much. I still, like I could cry even still just mm-hmm. thinking about talking about Atticus because as you know, I just went back on my podcast like a week ago mm-hmm. and every time I bring him up, I'm like, oh my God, he's so special. And yeah. you guys know, you guys know, he's a really special baby. All babies are so special. Mm-hmm. But to be his mom and to have that energy in our home has been such a perspective shift in every single way. He's just so happy. And he was born smiling, full of so much joy. And I never thought I would take these six months, like he'll he'll be six months and a couple of weeks off the podcast and work and everything I've been doing with the Balance Bond for 10 years. But I just had no desire to look away from him mm-hmm. for all that time. And that was the biggest shift for me was to just be present at home and just realize all these things that I thought were my identity Mm. are not my identity. My identity is me, first of all, second of all, mom, mother, and wife. And it's made me so much closer to Jonathan. It's just been beautiful. Also, we can get into this if you guys are interested, but the process of birth was also a death process for me. So like a lot of dying. We have cats up here. We're Mm -hmm. having fun. Babies are here. Mm -hmm. Yes. Lots of of dying, death, Mm -hmm. rebirth, and that whole process definitely changed me the most. Mm -hmm. Pregnancy is not easy. Pregnancy is such an initiation into motherhood. And that final month for me was like a daily death. I remember sitting in the bath and voice noting you too. We have a vortex, (laughs) text message thread. And I remember telling you guys, I'm done. Like I want to get induced. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm done. And I went into labor that night. And that was in my final, final hour of like just the the die off of the former life. And it was beautiful because when we die, quote unquote, we are reborn in the most beautiful way. So I've been able to be reborn as a mother and it's been the greatest gift. Yeah. You're like the one of person that I know that's like the most comfortable with death of yourself, like the most comfortable with allowing the old versions of you to die and really welcoming in the new because a lot of people hold and grip to past versions of them and you have this really beautiful ability to really lean into them and really see what's there for you. Do you think, what do you think's helped you do that? Is it being sick? Was it the ayahuasca, the plant medicine? Like how have you been so comfortable with that death of past versions of you? Such a good question. I recently discovered that in astrology, my life path, if you look at like the life path is Saturn and Capricorn in the 12th house. Mm-hmm. That's dark. Tell me more. <laughs> I've, I've seen, you know, some people have a lot of like they're Jupiter and Leo and all these yeah. gifts are coming and um, Saturn is change and, you know, bringing up the darkness. Capricorn is working hard at doing that and being really disciplined And the 12th house is death, transformation, spirituality, rebirth. So it's almost like I had no choice. And Mm -hmm. once I realized that that was all written in the stars for me, it became a lot more 
comfortable to realize I'm not just like choosing this over and over again. Like it was written in the stars for me to also have chronic illness and heal. I have Chiron in cancer. I have my moon in cancer. And with all of that, which is in the sixth house of health, body, wellness, I just realized, whoa, my body was meant to go through like many cycles Mm -hmm. of death. And so it's mostly been very physical for me when I go through those processes that you're talking about. And what helped was probably being sick and just getting to a point where I wasn't sure if I was going to move forward Like in life. I couldn't see the Mm -hmm. one step ahead of me. And I did think I was going to die. And I think when you get that comfortable with death, then every day is a gift. Mm -hmm. And the change that comes with it is kind of just exciting. So I like the change. But as you guys both know, because we're such close friends, it's quite hard for me emotionally to let Mm -hmm. go of things. Yeah, I don't let go of people. (laughs) Every friend I've ever had since preschool. Um, So that side of things, much harder. Mm -hmm. But physically, I'm just like, bring it on. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've lived in a thousand different bodies. Mm -hmm. In this body right here, I'm 31. But sadly, it sometimes feels like the body of a Mm 95-year-old. So, I mean, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) Yeah, it's like I just gotta, like I have to put taking care of myself at the forefront of my life. And I think doing that helps the change as well because I have gotten to experience cool things. Like you've talked about plant medicine, ayahuasca, Mm -hmm. remembering past lives, water cleanses where I have gone through such emotional Mm -hmm. processes I remember we did a live on Instagram when you were at one of your water cleanses. I remember that. I remember that. We did this live during your water cleanse. And I just was like, wow, that was seems like a whole lifetime ago. Because it it was in the pandemic. You were water cleansing, focused on your healing. It's so weird how much things change, but then every day it feels like nothing really changes. You know, it's so Mm -hmm. subtle the way things change. Jen, I want to talk about you and just sort of your past two years. Because I feel like it's been... Yeah, so beautiful to have like our friendship deepen so much. And I mean, Jordan, you too, like through this process and just seeing you just approach life in the most beautiful, romantic way. It's been so beautiful. So what has your process been like these past two years? Well, so the beginning of the pandemic, basically I was in a relationship where I thought I was with my person that I was going to be with for my whole life. And then all of a sudden stick us in a room where we had to basically be with each other 24-7. And we just went through a lot of changes and things were just very kind of hairy and coming up a lot. And so in many ways, I can just see the perfection in all of it because I remember being locked in and I was in the south of France at the time. So we weren't even allowed to go out of the house for more than an hour a day. So we couldn't even just like disappear on walks or go to the sea or whatever. So... I remember everybody else was like baking banana bread or like, you know, mm-hmm. starting cooking and all this I was kind of painting. Stuff. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to paint. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It was so romantic. And so I, I literally was just like, I threw myself into my work because mm-hmm. like all of a sudden work blew up. Like I just remember everything just doubling overnight. And um, that actually was really a saving grace for me because I had a balance of something really good that was growing and cultivating at the same time as something else was coming to an end, which was my relationship at the time. Honestly, it's just been this unbelievable balance of 
I don't know if you guys feel this way, but I just feel like everything is heightened right now. Like, yes. the, you feel pain so much more, you feel joy so much more. Yes. You feel happiness, like, in levels you've never felt before. And so I feel like my last two years have been this, like, coexistence of, like, feeling so many things. And actually, you know, on the health front as well, and on, you know, the front of just coming up against so many obstacles and trying to do the biggest project of my life, which was, like, m make an app and not having a home anymore because I moved out of our place. And so it just feels like everything is on steroids. Everything was on steroids. But I think the biggest gift that I got was I grew up in a household that was very emotionally closed and sort of not expressive. And I think after I left my fiancé, I basically made a decision like the only way I literally felt like the only way I'm going to get out alive of this is if I'm really the part like and it sounds so cliche but like give myself the love that I want from other people and everything but I really learned that it's a whole other level when you can literally sit with yourself every day and tell yourself the things that you want someone else to tell mm -hmm. you do you know what I mean and so I literally feel like even though I was like heartbroken it was just like the biggest most amazing cracking open and softening in you know because he wasn't giving me that mm -hmm. I, he was the first person that I felt gave me that and then that got taken away mm -hmm. you know yeah so it's just been a really amazing journey and I also went through a ton of maybe and you guys remember from when I was here this time last year existential loneliness like I just remember waking up one day being like hold on a second I'm the only person that's in my own thoughts and no matter how many people I'm around, yes. it's always just going to be me. And that was almost scarier Yo. than going through a breakup. It was like, hold on a second. Oh, shit, I know. You know, and I've been in, you know, so many rooms with the, the most amazing places and all this kind of stuff. And it's just like, you can still feel like the loneliest yeah. person in the room or you can be by yourself and feel like totally fulfilled mm -hmm. and lit up and excited. Mm -hmm. So all that to say that I just feel like it's been like whatever spiritual growth we were on before. <laughs> I think if you were even half paying attention in 2020, it like shoved you into the camp of like, okay, we're going to throw everything your way. So I, it's almost like I don't even have words to say I know. I mean, honestly, like, that's like my whole thing. People are like, how are you? I'm like, what? I don't know. I know. <laughs> like, what do you mean? I literally feel like I need to hide. I'm like, what do you mean? I know. And whenever I'm alone and have that sort of feeling where it's like, where it's creepy almost, it's just me, mm -hmm. you know, me in here. I'm always like, you're the most interesting person you'll ever meet. Oh, like just mm -hmm. kind of like reminding yourself, I love that. and that it's like limitless. It's like okay, where do we want to go in our mind? You know, mm -hmm. just kind of. I really went through that when I was doing psilocybin, like at my first psilocybin ceremony, and you're like, "This is me, and this is who I am," and mm -hmm. it's very weird. But something you said, and I want to talk about with you two specifically because you guys are just perfect for this, is like you talked about allowing yourself to feel the emotions mm -hmm. and allowing yourselves to feel empathy too. And since you are highly sensitive, mm -hmm. HSP, and Very you are so. emotional in a way of being open with your heart, both of you are. So how do you guys navigate the world with that where you stay in your heart, you stay open-hearted, but yet mm. you have to get things done as well? Like, how do you stay as an open-hearted person in this world when it can feel hard? Yeah, that's such a good question. I mean, to just touch on what you were just saying too, the funny thing is, I don't know if anyone, any of your listeners will feel this way. I like that f weird existential feeling of being alone <laughs> in your mind. I love it. I love it more than anything. So I yours just want to like throw so that out fun. there. Like yours is literally the most fun. I like what goes on in my brain. Yeah. I do. But mm. I have dark moments, of yeah. course. And yeah, to stay open hearted in this world is one of the hardest things I think we can do 
And as such a sensitive person, I get so stimulated everywhere I go. I came home last night and I had done a few different podcast interviews and you know, I'm doing them in this new place and there's all these new people. And I try to go to sleep and for hours, I'm like thinking of all the people Mm -hmm. I saw, every single word that took place. Mm. And something I would like to do, although I can't give advice on this yet because I don't do this yet, is to not do that anymore. Like not soak in the energy like an actual sponge. And I think when I'm living like my highest self and I'm getting more sleep and coming at this from a different angle... I can protect myself and like the white bubble of light that sounds so cliche, but it works. Mm -hmm. We can protect ourselves and it just takes a lot of conscious thought. And yesterday I did this thing where I felt very out of my body. So I called all the energy back into my body and you can feel it returning. So even if this is new to you, you don't believe in that kind of thing, just call the energy back to you and just see what happens. I started to feel so much more grounded. And when I do that... I can still be that open-hearted person who has so much love to give without sacrificing my soul. Yeah, and it's more clear because I think it's important too for like what's mine and what's someone else's. When you're such a feeler, it's like, is this not even my sadness or grief or energy or thought? And it's being able to unblend when you call your energy back. You're like, ooh, like where am I in this? What about you? You know, it's such a tough one because I think I struggle with it so much. It's definitely one of those ones that I just keep on coming back around Mm -hmm. to. But I think the thing about the open-hearted piece is that actually I feel like everyone wants to be open-hearted and just because it hasn't really existed as the MO, sometimes people just need you to go first and then they're happy to like join you there. Do you know what I mean? So I practice like, okay, sometimes the fear is like you're going to look ridiculous or people are going to think you're like, you know, silly or fluffy or whatever. I found that if you chance it nine out of 10 times, people will meet you there. And then you kind of realize that there's no feeling that can break you. Do you know what I mean? Like actually, it hurts more when you're avoiding it, when you're trying to be in the hard mode. Whereas actually when you are going in there and saying, I feel grief, I feel overwhelmed, I feel whatever it is, just even saying it and connecting to it, then it's like it loses its power. Do you know what I mean? I know the times that I'm always the most kind of feeling thrown out and totally like emotionally drained and all these things is because when I'm not admitting something, you know, even to my team, we now have (laughs) this kind of like a kumbaya. It's not actually, but like it's, you know, it's really one of those relationships where you, where we all are like open with like our triggers and the things that annoy us and we help each other work through those things because like that's what the business is going to reflect. So it's in my interest to bring about that kind of like for want of a better word, company culture. And to say, you know, like the other day, I was like really irritated by something. And I was like properly like having a little like, you know, mini tantrum in front of one of the girls that works with me about something else. And she was like, you know what? We were saying like, it's so important to just like let yourself have the human moment and not over-spiritualize it and not pretend you're fine. Because then you look at it and then you're like, okay, I feel annoyed because of this. Or I feel like I'm angry at this person because I feel like that. And you say it in like the most basic primitive way. And then you work through it. So I actually think like, I think just leaving space to be like open and sit and like primitive and basic and just like there's nothing about me that no one else doesn't feel either. Do you know what I mean? Like it's and you give people so much healing when you just go first. Yes. Yeah. And I think too, like what I've learned being friends with you and what you're talking about is giving yourself permission to be in that where you just talk without making sense. You like be super immature. You just say all the things that are sort of coming up for you. Mm -hmm. And then even as friends, it's been beautiful to be like, 
just with me through the process of the emotion where it's like, okay, we're at a really heightened emotional state. Now we're here, now we're here because... Mm. I think a lot of times, and even to move a little bit to friendships, it's like a lot of times in friendships, people get really stuck or identified or wanting something for someone and they're not really allowing people to be on their specific path. However, that manifests or however that decides to go, whether it's in a direction they think is good for that person or not. And so to have you guys be with me through the journey of each thing and just be like, okay, what's happening today? What is like present for you today has been so, so beautiful. I really feel that we have, none of us have ever had an agenda. Like I don't yes. benefit whether your life is going great. Obviously I want all your wishes to come true, but it's just as, because we prioritize like our bond and our connection. So like, you know, the hard, the negative times or the challenging times is just enough of a time to like be there for each other mm -hmm. as much as the positive. I feel such pure intentions from both of you that I never feel like there's nothing yes. I can't say. And it's just been so beautiful to be in a friendship with three women because growing up, I was like, three never works. Like mm -hmm. for me, I'm like, three never works. <laughs> it always blows up. And with us, like, you'll be together. And I'm like, oh my God, my girls are together. I will be together. And it's like just been easy and natural for us to stay in that. So as far as friendship goes, I think a lot of women listening may have, they want to have a really expansive friendship that feels like they can be themselves, that feels like it is someone that accepts them for who they are or really sees them for their gifts. How do you think people can cultivate better friendships with women? Such a good question. And I feel so lucky to have both of you. I really feel so lucky. It's such a gift. I think one thing that the three of us have done really well is be so... Well, we go really deep. So like we know what each deepest wound and trigger are. Mm -hmm. You guys know, yeah, what is really hard for me. And I feel that I know those things about you guys mm -hmm. too. And we're so conscious of those things with each other. Like... Mm -hmm. Thinking back to petty friendships that I had in high school and whatnot, people would almost purposely like, oh, we know we can leave this person out or whatever. Yeah. Something really beautiful between the three of us that we talked about was if two are together, the other person's always invited. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you never have to feel like you weren't <laughs> invited because the three of us, we have this open invitation, whether it's to go have lunch together or to go to Ibiza together mm -hmm. and sometimes, you know, someone can't be there. And I had a baby. So a lot of the times I can't be there, but I, I feel excited when I see you two together. Mm -hmm. And that's such a good feeling, mm -hmm. such a different feeling. Also trusting we don't talk behind mm -hmm. each other's back. Mm -hmm. And well, for some, whatever reason gave me chills when I said it, because yeah. we just, Aww. it's just it's nice. True. It's nice. And you can't always trust that with people, mm -hmm. even though we're all in our thirties and you would think, People don't do that when you're adults, but people do. So I think those things are so beautiful. I just trust both of you mm -hmm. so deeply. And I think for everybody listening to just walk that mm -hmm. walk and be the friend that mm -hmm. you want to be, that you want to have in return. I think for many years, I was that friend and didn't always have those friends in return. Sometimes I did, sometimes I didn't. But now I can look around and the people that I actually spend mm -hmm. my energy on Almost all of those friendships are very reciprocal mm. now. That took forever. That was like even a post, yeah. you know, pandemic thing. It was the two years that you're talking about. That was a huge change in my life. What would you guys say? What do you think? Really noticing just taking it to the every moment. Like, okay, it's just like with people. It's like, how do I feel in this moment? 
How do mm-hmm. I feel in this moment? How do I feel in this moment? And you just can really track from an energetic level and then take responsibility where it's like, okay, in this moment, I feel like my energy is really reachy. I feel like I'm really mm-hmm. like kind of in their grill. I should pull my energy back. Or in this moment, I feel judged or in this moment I feel expressed or in this moment I feel really in my genius I feel really in my in the pocket so I think by first getting a clear understanding through just analysis of the data of what's happening of what's going on for me what I've realized within a lot of my relationships was that I was someone that was really prioritizing other people's experience over my own so I would be very much there for anyone I would mm-hmm. let them I would be the person they would call and I'd be really available to people in a way to support them, but I was really not supporting myself. And I really wasn't giving myself the opportunity to be seen and supported and loved because maybe I felt shame around that, or maybe I felt like I wasn't worthy unless I was in like a service position in my relationships. Mm. So I've really realized with that, just like kind of calling my energy back these past years, probably a year we've talked about this a lot with kind of like the codependency a little bit to just kind of reset of like how I want to be in relationship to people and finding more friendships like you guys where it's like, okay, this feels aligned. How can I pick apart and really get clear on what about these relationships feel aligned? I feel like you guys want the best for me. I feel like I can trust you. I feel like you're not going to talk bad about me. I feel like you see parts of me that I you know, want people to see. And then you also see parts of me that I want to be more expressed in the world. You guys hold the highest vision and you're always just part of the process in a non-judgmental way. So then how can I take that framework and look at my other friendships and be like, okay, what needs adjusting or what can I expand more of? Yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. It's definitely set a template. Yes. When you have a couple of good friendships that are that sort of quality, it helps you kind of practice it in other areas and it helps you realize where it's not kind of holding up to par and it helps you believe that you can have more of that and all that stuff, which is amazing too. It shows you the bar, you know? Yes. Mm -hmm. But I also feel like the three of us, we always listen. We're never trying to be the smart one. So like I would never tell you guys what to do or that I think I know better and you guys would never tell me. I always feel like your intentions are pure. And I also feel like we're not threatened by each other. Mm -hmm. Like there's no part of me that doesn't want Jordan to be the best mom or doesn't want her to have an amazing podcast. And I'm like genuine. I think when you're secure in your own direction, it's so much easier to be happier for other people because you know what they're doing is not like a threat to your own. And then you can actually just genuinely be happy. It's like a different thing to say, just be happy for people. But I think part of it is like being so set in your own. This is my lot. For better and worse, I got to tackle my challenges. I got to count my blessings. And these are my things. And I think when I was younger, I would have said, you almost try to compare like who has a better thing, you know, who has a better lot. And then you try to feel, you know, and I think with the three of us, it's always just like, I'll listen. I'll never Mm -hmm. tell you. I want the better. Like we root for each other. Mm -hmm. We're not threatened by each other. I'm not friends with you because I'm trying to be cool or smart or because I think you're cool and I'm trying to align myself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's just like because we naturally have a connection. Mm -hmm. Right. Which is so underrated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think something cool about the three of us is that we've all known each other for many years now, Mm. but our bond has grown deeper over the years. Mm. And it was always like, Purity is a word that we Mm -hmm. always use. I feel like you're both very pure people, pure Mm -hmm. souls. And I remember meeting you both and, you know, loving you guys and considering you friends. But it has taken years Mm -hmm. to become like best friends. Mm -hmm. And... I think I usually move faster than that. Same. I think we talked about that. <laughs> yeah, totally. Where it's so weird. That's like my thing to my friends now. I'm like, I'm just grateful that we've moved 
at an appropriate pace. Right? <laughs> and I think before I used to, maybe it was like trauma bonding or I would always get mm-hmm. in these like enmeshed relationships where it was right. like, they wanted me all the time or whatever. And I was like, oh, I don't want it to be zero to a hundred. Mm. I want to like take my time and let things develop naturally. And I think that's so true. Yeah. Mm. Cause then things can kind of crash and burn. Yes. And maybe some people, some friendships do move really quickly and that doesn't make it a bad friendship by any means. I just think with the three of us, that was something natural that took place that was really nice. Yeah. yeah it was the best. Mm-hmm. Okay. My two favorite, I feel like you guys both have such a good balance of being able to get a lot done, like the app, the pod, the celestial diet, everything that you do, you're writing, both of you write so much and have so much coming out. So how do you get as much as you get done and still have downtime, still have time for rest, like still have time to actually live your life and not just be someone who's working all the time? I know. What do you mean? That's your whole life. This is I like know. your whole. This is like literally like your energetic signature. I, know. I mean, thanks, thanks to Jenna for teaching us uh, all our human 100%. design. Because until I learned that I was a reflector, I didn't know that it was like a good thing to take. You know, only work for two or three hours a day. Only be around people for two or three hours a day. Now I do that, and I can say since you told me that like five years ago, I live a very different life than I used to live, mm. which is why I'm a lot healthier now and a lot happier. So I think it's just about structuring your life in a way that works for your personality so that you can be the best person to show up for those things that you're doing. To be efficient with your time is such a talent, mm-hmm. and I'm always trying to learn to be more efficient as a mom. You have no other choice. And I notice when you're really living in your power and living in your genius, as you were saying, you can get so much done in just a couple hours. You can just bang it out. And I've seen Jenna do it with her app and the writing for the Mm -hmm. books. And I've seen you do it with your work. And I do it in my work. Mm -hmm. And you just look and you're like, whoa, Mm -hmm. that was an amazing moment of a ton of channeled stuff. And then it's about really being intentional with the rest of your time and I'm so guilty to this day of filling it with people and things. Yes. And um, I'm really yes. trying. I had a mental breakdown about that this morning. Mm-hmm. I really did because I just haven't had any downtime lately. Mm-hmm. Juggling, just going back to working and having the baby and wanting to be, you know, present friend and mm-hmm. family member and everything else. So seeing those pockets of downtime and keeping them that way Mm -hmm. for yourself, just kind of doing as Jenna does and put on a bathrobe and, you know, just live. Just live. For me, it's getting in the bath. Just listen to some music. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Aida. Listen to Wonder Woman. (laughs) Yes. I think like do those things that you love to do. It's different for everybody. I know you, Krista, you love to go on walks. You go on your epic walks. I could could be in the bath for six hours. Wow. And what's your thing, Jenna? I think mine is music. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I could be walking, could be dancing, could music. be anything, but music just like immediately. <laughs> just You're anywhere out with music up. is on. It is like. I'm telling you, I was on Santa Monica Boulevard. I think probably people either thought I was like probably drunk in the middle of the day because I was like fully jamming out to myself. And I was, like, we I were at Cafe Gratitude and they had some jams and it was like, we were like dancing. We were like fully in the dancing. I love it. It was amazing kind of just build on what Jordan said about being efficient with your time. I think there's so many things when you have a business or work for yourself or even just work for a company where there's so many things that everyone thinks they have to do that's like the most important thing. You know, like 
you have to start an Instagram account and you have to get it certified or you need to like write the business plan or you need to have a board of directors or you need to find yourself a CFO. One of the things that really helps me streamline is I'm always thinking about, you know, Jeff Bezos's famous line is like the customer comes first. So you're thinking about the customer, not like your image and how you come across and all this kind of stuff is like, what is it that I'm going to do with my day that is actually going to add value to my customer? Because that should be my, that's the priority, right? Not all the like fancy things and the financing and the, you know, mm-hmm. like making an NFT out of it just for the sake <laughs> of making it. Not that NFTs are bad, but you know, people get yes. so caught up in like, oh, and then we're going to like turn it into a coin and we're going to make it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but uh, you need to know what for, like, what's the purpose? Where's the value? So I think genuinely, I really think service mentality just makes everything so clear and then if you only have an hour to do in that day, what Jordan was saying, like you can get a lot done because you're focusing it on giving. And then I also think like when you get out of your own way of your ego of who, how you show up in your work and stuff, then everything that comes through you is so much more like clean and pure because it's not kind of being um, afflicted by like my need to use my work for my validation of being a spiritual person or to come across this certain way or whatever it is. One of the things I do all the time is try to say like, where am I just, can I just minimally interfere with what's coming Mm -hmm. through me? Because you really can just cut a lot of crap out of your day (laughs) that way. (laughs) I'm glad you said that because I think for both of you and for me, it's like learning to be fully in the work Mm. when you're in it and fully out when you're out of it. Mm. Because I think so many people, there's such a, everything feels gray where they're at work. They don't want to be at work. They want to be on vacation. They want to be here. They want to be doing these things. And then when they're on vacation, they're thinking about work. It's like being fully in the work for however long you need to work and focusing fully on the work so that you can maximize your productivity, your clarity, your understanding Mm. of what you need to do. And then when you're out of it, you can fully be in the moment of rest because a lot of times people aren't, they have time to rest or relax or recover from work, but that during that time, they're either on their phone. So Mm -hmm. their nervous system is still being activated by the images on their phone, or they're kind of like halfway in work where they're like kind of thinking like, I should be working or I should Mm -hmm. be working on my side hustle or I should be doing all these things. And it's like, if your brain is always keeping you in that state of either back where you don't want to be or in the spot where you feel like you're not doing enough, you're never going to feel rested and you're never mm-hmm. going to feel at peace. But if you have a sense of feeling satisfied with what you did that day, you're like, okay, I did the best I can do. I was fully committed to my work. Even if it was for a few hours, I feel like I can now focus on rest or being myself. Mm-hmm. So I think what you said, I think you both do that so well where you're fully in it. Like when you're channeling your writing or when you are channeling your writing, it's like we're fully in the work mode. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's the mindset part of it where people, if they never feel like they're doing enough, then they're always going to feel like they're never able to rest or they're never really resting. Mm. You know, so I think a lot of people never feel like they're doing enough. So it's like they go to bed and they're like thinking about their to-do list and their nervous system is still activated. And then they continue on the cycle. But if you actually have through finding better ways to accept yourself or be present with yourself or get clear on your mission, you can have a mindset that allows you to really be in each space more so that you're not just consistently like psychically everywhere. That's such a good point. It's something I've been working on so much because when you have a baby (laughs) and you realize what you do in your downtime, whether that be like glancing at the phone a million times a day or just running all around like a chicken with your head cut off. I don't want Atticus to see me like that. So 
I have tried to be so present with him when I'm with him, with my work when I'm working. And I'm still working on that because like you said, our phones have it all. So I could tell myself all the time, well, I'm just like texting my husband, but I see everything else on there too. And I think that's so important to just be clear, just not only be clear on your mission with your work and everything, like you said, but also be clear on the kind of person you want to be and how you want to spend your days. Mm -hmm. I think you're really good at that, though. You're so Mm. good at not looking at your phone in certain times Mm -hmm. of the day. Like, I feel like me and Jordan are like, at two in the morning, we're like, I know, know. like in our group text, it's so true. It's like, it's what I know Jenna's always going to be right there. (laughs) That is the fact. Every time you guys are always there. (laughs) You will respond at 5 a.m. Yes, 5 a.m. to 7 (laughs) a.m. Yes. I'm like walking. I'm like, so. (laughs) Exactly. But I honestly, my phone is so disgusting to me. This is 0% interesting to me. Wow. I'm happy to hear that. I haven't wanted to do. I'm like, what are you? It's so boring. Like, it's just the most boring thing. Instagram feels so boring right now. It just all feels... It all feels so boring to me. So hopefully it feels inspiring. But I think too, it's like when I'm I'm not feeling inspired in general. So it's kind of like I'm just honoring where I am in my process with my phone. But yeah, I don't like mm-hmm. to be on my phone so much. It's also like you don't want to be a cliche. You know, right. being like, I like do whatever I can to not be boxed in somewhere. So Same. if someone's like, oh, you're an influencer. I'm like, I'm never on my phone. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know. I do try to be like that as well. Like when I'm out and about, yes. I don't want to be looking down at my phone because yes. I don't like seeing other people do that. Mm-hmm. When you look around at a coffee shop and no one is mm-hmm. looking up. And then why would we add to that if we hate seeing that? Mm-hmm. So I try to do that. Yes. How do you guys, I think for a lot of people that follow both of you and that love both of you, they would probably notice something that I know very much notice is you all are very true to yourself. You're very true to who you are and you're very true to your energetic signature and just like your essence. So a lot of people are not currently living a life where they're very true to who they are or true to their essence. So how would you help someone either figure out their essence or who they are and then stay true to that? Or what do you think about that process of really figuring out who you are so you can stay true to it? Human design, baby. I was just going <laughs> to say more. We do have the queen yeah. sitting with us. You're so. like, I've got a nap. But honestly, no, like I'm that, glad you said, I mean, the people want HD. I didn't want to do it. But people, the people, <laughs> I mean, they do. Every it's, question was like, can you ask Jen if she's going to add this to the app? That's so cute. I know. <laughs> people like to ask very specific questions. <laughs> yes, and they're like, yes. please tell her I'm a 2-4 yes, projector and that yes. my boyfriend needs to know this about. I'm like, yes, oh, yes. Yes. They're like, can I it's, eat carrots? <laughs> yeah. It's so sweet. It's so cool to I love see what it. you've built. I love how much people now know mm-hmm. about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I love it when people are like schooled, you know, yes. like well read up. But it's so funny because I was literally having this conversation with someone on my team today, which is like, in theory, in a maybe in a better world, we could all kind of tap into who we are without like just by tuning in. But I think in the meantime, because we're not there yet, it is helpful to have like outside systems that help us kind of get there because we're so far away. And I think the voices of conditioning are so loud that you need to have this outside counterbalance that's like, you know what, regardless, put your ideas aside. Here's like a measurable way of confirming what you suspect you are. And so you get that kind of like validation that you sometimes need. But I also think one of the things like one of the things I've really observed when you sort of map like common human behaviors with 
with human design, like projection and expectation and all these kinds of things, is that you sort of realize that where we're going wrong is by valuing certain qualities over others, mm-hmm. right? We all think consistency better than inconsistent. We, some people think creative is better than business. Some people think business is better than creative and all these things. And those are the things that keep us fenced in. So sometimes talking about like shadow work, when you catch yourself kind of seeing someone else and kind of dismissing what they do, it, that's always a good one to look at. Like when you see other people in other jobs, it's like, do you kind of poo-poo them or do you think that they're amazing and why? And where did you hear that voice of judgment from before? Because that's where you're kind of ascribing, like runging what I call it, like making some things, some qualities, some traits, some skills, essences better than others. And um, that really prevents you from seeing your own essence, right? So for example, I grew up my whole life thinking I was like a business person and like thinking that my highest aspiration, like when I was 18, I envisaged myself like in a corner office, walking oh in God, a power same. suit and heels same. and like telling everyone oh what to God, do, same. you know? And actually now, because I have someone that literally runs my business, someone on my team actually deals with all that stuff. I'm the creative and mm-hmm. I never in a million years, young me would have ever told mm-hmm. myself I was a creative. I would have literally laughed in your face if you told me I was a writer. Mm-hmm. I thought that was like going to amount to nothing. So I never wanted to think I was. Wow. And you're the first person, Jordan. You're like, you're such a writer. I'm like, really? It's yes, cute. and you are. You're such yes. a writer. But the resistance to that uh-huh. even yeah. three years ago was huge. Wow. I remember, I'll never forget. I think it was one time we were together and you had left and your laptop was out. You're like, yeah, this is everything I've written like for the app and the book. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. When I saw that, I was like, if I had I could, if I had all of that content, like, oh my god. I could not believe I was if like only. Yeah. What? Yeah. It was yeah, it's incredible. And you channel. And so maybe yes. that's why you don't think of yourself as a writer because yeah. that stuff channels through you. And then I was, you know, telling you about something you'd written and you're like, I don't remember that I wrote that because yeah. it just comes through. It's so true. It's so cool. Yeah. But I think in general, people don't see the things they're really good at because it comes easy to us. Right. Say more. When you when something comes easy to you, we're all anthropocentric by nature. So we assume that everyone works the same way as we do. So we think the things that are easy for us, everyone else is doing. And we think the things that are hard for us is hard for everyone else. Rather than admit like, okay, there's a perfect allocation of like skills and traits. And if we all pull together, everyone is like on the leading edge of their own type of skill and trait. So I always tell people actually watch out for the places where you get annoyed or irritated that people aren't getting you or keeping up with you. Because those are the places where the universe is showing you that you're ahead. Like it's not that they're not getting it. It's just that that's a place where it's like so easy for you. So then the universe is like, that's where you should be focusing your energy on, (laughs) right? You know, in the same way that people say you can use jealousy to show you what you want more of in your life like mm-hmm. where you get irritated with other people mm-hmm. being slow or, or like not getting it is a really good way yeah, you know mm-hmm. that's true right it's huge I was telling you the other day Jordan with like your ability to see how every oh no was I telling Jonathan because Jonathan was like Jordan thinks of every single thing that could happen with the baby I'm like yeah because she literally sees every outcome her brain is like a probability yes. computer she can see yeah. Yeah, every millions of things I'm looking at all the time but that's a gift the yes. of the universe. Yes. you do it normally like without mm-hmm. even right. effort I'm like how do you do that couldn't if I tried <laughs> and I'd only be a second rate version of it if I tried to do that right you know that's so important to remember we were all born with certain gifts Mm -hmm. and to try to have someone else's gifts is not gonna work and so just kind of dropping that comparison is huge yeah and I was also gonna say that thing that you loved when you were a child like I love all the things that I love to do the most now which are a part of what I do for work were my what I love to do as a child Mm -hmm. I love to write I love to be creative 
And interestingly, you were saying the opposite. Like you envisioned yourself in this one way. So yes, things can change. Things can flip-flop. But I'll remind people in my life all the time, if they're not loving what they're doing for work, what did you love when you were little? Because you could do that now. I mean, we have the beauty of the internet right in front of us. You can kind of create a career off of anything. Yeah, that's so true. And honestly, like if you love paper clips, like you could make a <laughs> giant business out of paper. Like genuinely, people think there's like these small modest mm-hmm. things couldn't lead to anything, but like right. whatever, how ever yeah. small it is. Or like, if other people think it's weird, like the alien stuff. I mean, yes. Krista, <laughs> you are the alien girl. I was like the alien. Do, yes. do the audience know this? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, oh, they, I think I feel they like do. They, no, but you they were like must. writing yeah. letters to them I was when like you were writing. All my books were like the alien stole Miss Hinkins. Like <laughs> yeah. every book was oh like. There was one that was like my letter to Santa. My mom sent me. It was like, dear Santa, I want tons and tons and tons of money. It was like money only. Oh <laughs> and it had like tons of money on the page. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I would find my like journal and it was like I love you Jesus <laughs> oh my god so I love it. look at you now you talk about love. God and you teach people about these things yeah. and you're passionate about and I was like oh business. wow Jesus was present for me even though I didn't feel connected mm-hmm. you know I was Aww. like oh but yeah that's so beautiful <laughs> yeah meanwhile yeah I was filling journals with like yeah. observations about everything and everyone like I would fill a journal every single week wow. because that's how much I liked to write wow did you ever read the observations? Uh, yeah, I would know. I my have all of my old read. journals. Would, please bring them back. I will show you guys. Like, I have some hilarious things. I wrote something when I was like seven years old that was like, Dear Diary, I'm extremely sad today because Michael Jordan quit, <laughs> <laughs> quit playing basketball. <laughs> and I was named after him. This is what I wrote. Even you though, were named after no, Michael Jordan. But I, think I, was, I think I thought I was at the time. <laughs> and I wrote, I'm just so upset. And then I wrote, he's a basketball player, by the way. Like, it's just Aww. the funniest thing Oh my God, read. that makes me Pete. Yes, or I'll be. I'll write. I would write like I'm so mad at my dad right now. Just like yes. hilarious thing. It's so oh. crazy. I like you use. I was talking to my like dental hygienist. I got my teeth cleaned today about how when you're little you lie mm-hmm. like that. You'd be like, I'm named after Michael Jordan. It was like right. My, I was like, trying to have some connection to him. It's apparently. also the reflector where like the collective mm-hmm. is like, damn, Michael yes, Jordan. Dude. I know. Oh my god. And gosh. the little you's like Michael Jordan. Like, oh, totally. <laughs> So funny. That's I amazing. Mean, what I were love you keeping them all. as like a little kid? What was like your thing? I wanted to be a vet and I, I wanted mean. to be a princess ballerina. Oh, you know? and you are in your pink. I am yeah. Always, I, I was wanted, always wearing pink. And you're very grateful. Always? That's also true. Mm-hmm. I always think about like, you know, the, I guess the energy that I put into my work is like that similar vibe mm-hmm. that I was reaching for as a kid. Mm-hmm. But then my mom one day was like, and you're going to have to put your hand up a cow's bottom a hundred times, you know, every single day. Like, how do you, <laughs> oh. then that was the only thing that put me off being a vet. But now I'm desperate for dog. You know this. Yes. I'm desperate for dog. Dog's, so. yes. dog's coming. It makes me think. You're not pleased with Fuji hanging around though. I'm not a cat person. Yeah, not to your <laughs> what face. What about Huddy? I don't mind them. I just, I don't, we don't have a connection. We don't mind. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. We don't there mind. Are the cat peppercorns people and coming. there are dog There's people. There's dog, I'm such mm-hmm. a dog person. Totally um, get it. I used to write to Santa and say, dear Santa, please, I don't want any presents, but please send me a puppy and wrap a <gasps> ribbon oh, around its neck. Did so you ever, you never sweet. got one? No, I had every dog training book, every dog breeding book, oh my everything. Gosh. I never got a dog. Why? Because both my parents lost their dogs and it was like the worst, mo- you know, they're like such a traumatic moment for both of them. So they never wanted to do that to. It's interesting. Yeah. Like, I feel like that happens where some people with animals that pass, it's like their heart is so open to that animal and that love 
And when they lose it, it is like that pain. And mm-hmm. people just shut down a part of them. And a lot of times people can't get animals after losing yeah. an animal. It's my almost dad's a betrayal. Like yes. Yeah. My I dad's like that. that too, where it's like, it feels, you're like, I loved this much. And then you lose and you're like, I don't know if I want to do that again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's devastating. Yeah. It I want to talk a little bit about shadow work, which I know we've talked about a little bit and something that I think is like a really popular topic to talk about shadow work and talk about talk about understanding the shadow. But it's funny because I don't think people are doing it really or really understand what it takes. And from my perspective, it's really like, I see the collective shadow as like loving the most disgusting, hateful person that you can think of. It's like, if we think about in the collective, that person that absolutely has all the qualities that we think are bad. Like, how can you use your guide for what you think are bad, whether it's morally or whatever, to be like, oh, that is the shadow of, or an opportunity for me to love. Because I think if we're all one, then we can see those aspects of other as ways to separate ourselves and ways to stay like apart from people. But what do you guys usually do for shadow work? Or how do you see shadow work as a part of your life? You know, when you're looking, when there's like two mirrors that are facing each other and you stand in between them and you see like hundreds of views. Yes. Yes. That's how I think about shadow work. I think of like, if I'm, if I'm the only person in this whole illusion, this whole game, which I very well could be, I couldn't prove it. All that matters is the only thing I can prove is my own experience. Everyone that comes into my life is literally me. Mm. So every time I catch myself having a negative thought, I literally think about I literally envisage them being one of the me's in those mirrors. Wow. And I'm like, whoa, this person, how can I... And by the way, I can only benefit from seeing the similarity, right? Like it's not a place of shame at all. Like it's an actual help for myself. So I don't do it by thinking I'm bad. But if I catch myself saying, oh, that person is loud or whatever... I'm just giving an example, like they're loud in their career. And then I go, well, I'm not loud in my career, but then maybe am I loud in a relationship or am I loud with my sister or am I loud? Where am I loud? Mm -hmm. Like, let me just take that one word I'm using for them and literally stalk the place where I'm that. Mm -hmm. And um, there's such freedom when you can say like, we're all every human quality, just in different mixes and experiences. So how liberating to be able to see something which you didn't see in yourself before. Mm That's how you can, that's how the universe helps you see, right? Mm-hmm. So I love that. Me too. What about you, Jen? Yeah, I deeply believe that we're all one. Mm-hmm. I had this vision last night. I remembered it when you started talking mm-hmm. as I was falling asleep. You know, I get, mm-hmm. well, we all, you know, in between <laughs> the state of being awake and being asleep, the visions mm-hmm. that come are wild. And I had this vision of myself splitting off into like millions of people. And I saw. <laughs> All of these people that I had encountered Tuesday during my night. For <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is what happens in my brain. And it is a little scary because I do believe that there's such a truth in this. Because I've seen it. I just get it on a deep level. Maybe because I am being a reflector, that mirror. So I, I can mm. see myself in others. And so people that I encountered during my day negative experiences, people who are on the streets, not having a home, like I envision myself, you know, breaking off into all of those people. And yeah, just being aware of that Mm -hmm. is huge. And that just makes you such a kinder person in Mm -hmm. general and going to that place inside of you where we can't answer all those questions. Why do we have this blessed life? Mm -hmm. We're here in this beautiful 
life with all mm-hmm. these incredible people and things around us. And why do other people not have that? I think going into the shadow of that has been huge for me. And it it makes it impossible to not be so thankful to just be this person mm-hmm. in this body. And it, it makes all of my problems, the physical pain, feeling like a 95-year-old physically <laughs> feel like nothing. It's like, because I'm surrounded by by love. And yeah, I don't have a specific practice mm-hmm. really for shadow work, which is interesting. I feel like a lot of people do. I've tried all the things, but I think just keeping that quality in mm-hmm. mind, knowing we are not superior to anyone else mm-hmm. whatsoever. I or, think, or inferior to anyone else too. I think too, like the two years of your sickness was like shadow work. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's also too like having a seasonality with it. And I think it's important within spirituality to not get stuck in any of these places. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not to be stuck in like identifying as different traumas or shadow work or not stuck in human design or not stuck yeah. in astrology, not stuck on aliens, not stuck on whatever the things. And really just like allowing the process of life to really be more life and less about the identification of processes or really being stuck on processes. And that's something I wanted I wanted to explore a little bit because in the spirituality space or personal growth space or wellness space that we're in, it can be really overwhelming for people to have all the things all the books, all the quotes, all the labels, all the different processes, all the different courses and programs. How do you suggest for people to like navigate this space and to really find the route that's the best for them by not being overwhelmed? It is overwhelming, that's for sure. I've seen people talking about this lately, how some people are getting jaded with spirituality Mm -hmm. in general because it's been so branded and that makes me sad because I remember... Stumb- it's also not spiritual. <laughs> well, it's not. <laughs> you know, you're like, well... I remember stumbling upon the spiritual world, quote unquote, mm-hmm. like 10 years ago, wandering into a Mystic Journey bookstore. And it wasn't an industry yet. Not like this. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were books. There were always people who were doing things and healers. But it's different now. So I, I get why people are overwhelmed. And I think that's a really good question. I don't know. What would you say? I think the first thing that if you're trying to like filter things out, Mm -hmm. I think the most important thing is to connect to the intention of the person that's giving the information. Because I really, really think that if you go to a great human design person or a great healer or a great astrologer, like if they're really out of their own way and they're really like connecting to giving you what they want to be giving, what they're supposed to be giving you and with the highest intentions, they're all going to kind of give you a similar advice or it's all going to kind of get you to the same place so I think connecting to the person that's behind it and what you think their intentions are and second not doing it because everyone else is doing it not because it's the in thing it sounds like an obvious thing but I think we all do it and also not necessarily making yourself do it because it's yet another notch that you think is going to get you on your... I think there's so much... And I've done this like in my 20s. Like it's almost like spiritual self-flagellation where you mm-hmm. like almost punish yourself by giving you're yourself so to much be to do. Because you're on the spiritual journey. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I've been and trying to teach some people in yeah. my life lately. You can be on the path and mm-hmm. you can experience joy and you can just have fun and you can be spontaneous. Yeah. Yeah. And that is being spiritual. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so I think anyone that's kind of giving you work to do, like it's lumping mm-hmm. even more stuff. Like most of us actually need to feel more freed, mm-hmm. not more burdened. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like I would stay clear of anything that feels more of a chore. Like your soul and your spirit is so, does not need, that's like the last thing any of us need right yeah. now. 
And to find people who tell us that we are mm. in the power and we are the yes. healer. Anyone who really, I think, shares that you need them mm-hmm. in order to be healed, I personally would not feel comfortable mm-hmm. with. I think that might work for some yeah. people, but I also think that can be a really dangerous path. I think we talked about that with the guru. We've talked about this before where it's like the gurus. And I think that's when they talk about like the years of the year of the gurus over because that fully is the power in that person. And that fully is giving them the power to like heal you or have the answers. There's a more clear and more accessible way to God and spirituality when it's so convoluted and when the path is so long and when the path never ends and there's like an arduousness. Yes, our lifetime, you know, we're an eternal soul, so it never really ends. But like there should be the end point of God. Like there should be the end point of finding this place where you feel like you're in divine alignment or you feel like there's hope because if there's so much on the journey and it just is like, you know, tons of like grueling, routines and, you know, all these different things. It's just not the way. And I think that's where people get really lost is something we've talked about before is like the most spiritual thing is to laugh. The most spiritual Mm -hmm. thing is to be light. The most spiritual thing is to have fun. And if we're missing the point by doing all of these things, then, you know, we're not really spiritual at all. I also think that it's less about the modality itself and more about the way that you're going to, that modality is going to make you feel. Because, you know, you guys have probably had this, like where you've read a book and thought it was a terrible spiritual book. And then you go back to it later and you're like, actually, this is so great. And it makes sense. And the only thing that's changed is you. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. So I also think that it's about watching your energy because if any tool is going to work, it's because it's just providing a good funnel for you to put intention into. And it's just helping you crystallize that intention for yourself. The real change is like you changing your intention if an outside tool is helping you change that intention or super speed the intention or clarify the intention that means the tool is going to work but that tool might not do that for someone else Mm -hmm. you know so there isn't like a better way to do anything any one thing shadow not project be in a good in a relationship manifestation like all these things like there's a hundred different ways, but it's about the, you've got to read your own energy and say like, okay, is this helping me? Is this like funneling me and containing me to get me to help me get to where I want to go? Or is it not? And then also then you get to a place where you're like, in theory, we could be able to do any of these things ourselves, right? But we're just not there yet. And sometimes we do need the help. And mm-hmm. so if it makes you feel good and it helps you along, great. But also just don't fall into the trap of thinking it's the best thing ever mm-hmm. for everyone else either. Mm -hmm. because that's when it becomes the dogma yeah and then the spiritual ego which can oftentimes happen and yeah it's such a bummer because i do feel like people hate on spirituality sometimes and i get it obviously we're very much in the space but we're like oh if it's anything that feels like that then it's not true spirituality yeah really not yeah true spirituality at all Mm. yeah it's it's wild i want to talk about allowing all sides of ourselves and like how we can really empower our audience or community because I feel like we're so multidimensional. We have so many sides to us. We have so many different aspects of our essence and being that sometimes it can feel like it's hard to express in the world or it's hard to embody in the world. How do you allow multiple sides of you? How do you allow like the beautiful facets of who you are to exist? And do you feel like that's even possible? I think it's possible. I do. The people who I resonate with, both in real life and online, because I know you're talking about also on social media, because this is what our communities see from us, 
are people who show multiple sides of themselves. Mm-hmm. If you're just being one way all the time, I know usually online, then like I want to know who's the rest of this person. So I try to share all those sides, the good days, the bad days, the sick days, the healthy days, everything else in between, the creativity and then the months long ruts that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Try to share without also oversharing because that's not necessarily healthy for for anyone, um, especially know, for an so HSP yeah. um, or for anyone truly. That's what I'm drawn to. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm really only interested in people who are showing all facets of themselves and you can still have your personality, whatever it is. Jonathan's an optimist. Everything he shares is going to be optimistic, mm-hmm. but he still has a million different sides to him. And I think that's just reality. So when I talk about motherhood online, I try to be, well, true, which is that I'm having a really positive experience. I've been to these mom groups where they're like, we're not allowed to talk about positive things here because we're only sharing the real stuff. And I leave because Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, some of us are having Mm -hmm. a great time Mm -hmm. and there are hard days. So holding space for all of that. So I try to show up. I share People thank me for being like, wow, maybe it is cool to be a mom. Maybe it's not miserable. Maybe it's not the end of your life because that's what a lot of people talk about. And I think that's the cool thing mm. to say these days. You'll yeah. never sleep again. Yeah. My friend, but, our friends with babies call it, they say ju- they say that people are like, just wait. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, just wait till they regress. Just I, wait I till oh, they're teething. Yeah. They say like, everyone is like, just wait. Now, I know. I did a TikTok about this <laughs> kind of as a joke. I'm like... <laughs> I'm having so much fun as a mom and it's making people really uncomfortable. And like half the people relate. They're like, oh my God, yes, it's so fun being a mom. And half the people are like, just wait until he's three. Just wait. Just wait until he's mm-hmm. six months. You don't yeah. even know what you're talking about. You have mm-hmm. a good baby and you know your next baby's not going to be that way. <gasps> and it's just so much projection. And I try not to judge anyone, but also I'm like, what has the internet come to? It's a I whole know. different discussion. Mm-hmm. But... <laughs> I guess my point here to wrap up what I'm saying is that I also share the things that are hard because I am want to be a multifaceted person and I'm not just going to say it's all easy. Teething has been really hard. I hate to see him in pain. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been sleeping quite well with the teething. So I talked about it. And then, you know, people have a lot of things to say about that. And what do they say? <laughs> oh my God, just the internet these days. Because I said... I promised you guys I was never going to complain, but let me just tell you what the teething has been like. And some people are like, well, now she's shaming moms who complain. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, no. I'm just talking about myself. That's all I'm <laughs> ever going to do. That's all we can ever do. So true. Um, so I hope that answers that the is, question. Yeah. The mm-hmm. stuff that people, because you're a reflector, the stuff that people project on you I is know, so wild. I know. I, sometimes I just want to say thanks for your interpretation of... Mm-hmm. Of you. That's all it is. Right? (gasps) Let me think about this one. I think that, I think the more lightly you can take all of your states, the better Mm -hmm. and easier of a time you can have. I was at the doctor's office yesterday. (laughs) I was at the doctor's office yesterday. He's like one of these really, he's he's still a doctor, but he's, you know, very versed Mm -hmm. in emotions and how it's stored in the body and all this kind of stuff. And he's like going in my mouth and undoing all this like tightness here and whatever. And I'm literally, guys, I'm like wailing. Crying? Like, proper wailing. No, it's like a wail. Like it was like a, it was literally like a dragon screeching. I'm not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. I what, I what about it? No, and he's like, let it out. It's good. Come on, you've like carried a lot. Like let it out and whatever. I'm obsessed. And, and it's, Go on. My oh, dream. a dragon. I just love it. Literally this. like yes. a dragon. and But like a baby dragon, you're like. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I mean, I did it for like a few minutes and, 
I I actually thought it was so cool because I think I was imagining like he probably thinks I'm like absolutely off the freaking rocker and maybe doesn't see this very often. But I was thinking how freeing that like I can do that and not bite into the story that I all of a sudden I'm like, that's me. Do you know what I mean? Like I can have moments where I'm super together and I can have places in my life where I allow myself to not be together. And then there's places where I can be whatever, like any of these parts of you, like I'm sure that pain was connected to something, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Something ancestral, but am I going to let it take me into a story of da, 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 da? Sometimes, sure, yeah. but not all the, t- like you can have all these different things coexist without necessarily needing to make your whole life about any one state. Think about kids. Like kids are like, they fall on their thing and then it's the end of the world and then they forget about it and then they're just like moved on because they got a lollipop. Like not to say that you shouldn't pay attention to the things that are really coming up and persistent and in your heart and whatever, but I think there's something, I'm beginning to think there's something actually so together about knowing the different, like he was a doctor, he could hold space for me, I could have a whale and I'm like, get it out. And then it's so much healthier. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I think knowing which buckets of my life I can rely, receive, give, show, you know, not that it's never okay to not be me, quote unquote, but it's just like places, you know, it's, it's really healthy to allow yourself to like show up as the kind of scared, broken you. And then also have places where you remember that you're really wise and together and that they coexist. I think mm-hmm. there's so much freedom in that. That's yeah. so true. In those moments, it's like so funny because growing up, if you've heard someone wailing at the doctor, you'd be like, freak. <laughs> I know. And now you're like, oh my God, I love, like you're yeah, like, I'm jealous. I'm like, fuck yeah, let it rip. <laughs> like people that are just like falling or totally feeling, mm-hmm. I'm just so in awe by. Like people that yeah. can allow that feeling to happen in that way is like, it's liberation. It's so liberating. I know. And you could just wail and then leave and be like, see ya. Yeah. Like, I love yes. that. I was like, bye, I love you. Yes, yes. <laughs> but I was saying that to Jordan the other day. She was telling me about a man that she knows who cries, who cried. And I'm like, you know, there's something so <laughs> amazing about, about <laughs> yes. men that cry. Yes. Because there's a certain amount of like, you are, it's brave to not care about just being a certain way. And right. then I think that's when you feel like so constricted by your own image, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people, it's like, it, in couples therapy, have you watched it yet? No. So you have to watch this show on Showtime called Couples Therapy. This doctor in New York goes through couples therapy with these couples and you watch the therapy. And it was so interesting because one of the women in there, she had experienced trauma in her life. So she would be excited about something, but be like, like her, as an example, her husband was like, hey, I'd love to take you on a date. And she's like, why? But she's like, I remember I felt really excited. But yet there was like that protective reaction of being like Mm -hmm. kind of, holding in your joy and holding in your energy. So even when people want to experience more joy in their life or more life, it's like you have to let every emotion Mm. move freely, whether it's pain or joy Mm. or sadness or grief. And then the joy will also move in that same way because a lot of people are constricting not only grief or they're constricting the grief or the sadness or the anxiety or depression, it's actually turning into that, but they're restricting it so that it's restricting all emotions from coming out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As if you chase it, if you literally feel like something come up and you're like, hold on, hold on, feeling, come here. Where are you? Let me feel you to your fullest extent. Yes. It go, it loses its charge. Yes. And then you can feel it in those safe spaces rather than like show up on Instagram or show up to a birthday party and like <laughs> divulge all these things that you definitely 
Is you this know, a person really who looks scary? Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> like Jordan. Like, know, so this is so specific. You guys have you go to this girl's birthday party. Oh, and just, <laughs> yeah. No, I've done all of the above. I know. Above. Oh I know. And, and way more. I know. Um, I'm so like that, too. having those safe spaces is so important. That's where I've had to even, like, with the past year and just kind of what I've gone through. It's like I have to... I've realized, like, we have a neighbor here who lives upstairs and I really like her and I remember she like saw me outside in the park and she's like how are you and I just started going into like everything I was going through (laughs) and I was like oh my god wow okay that's very me but then I saw her we go on walks now and she's like I'll never forget that was so open-hearted and I couldn't believe you were sharing what you're sharing and I heard she took it as something very positive and like very in the heart and I was like yeah I need to be careful about Mm -hmm. and not to close my heart but I was just like because I'm someone that very much speaks to the energy of the moment or what's present for me. If something's present for me, it's very hard to ignore or deny. I'm like very Gene Key 22 Mm -hmm. in that way, baby. And I can't, it just can't. So it's like, how can I be more mindful about who I'm around so that for me in this moment, I can get confident enough in those emotions and how I'm going to express them to move through them? Because I think once I'm in a state where I'm in full confidence of my emotions and I'm able to really own them for myself, I'll be able to be around anyone. Mm -hmm. But I think otherwise it feels like a little bit leaky. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. For you in particular, your audience may or may not know Mm -hmm. this, you're such a good question asker Mm -hmm. and you hold so much space for other people Mm -hmm. that in your close relationships, I think it's so beautiful to see you be vulnerable and open Mm -hmm. up because a lot of the time you are holding space for everybody else mm-hmm. and you're very natural at it. So when you do open up, I think it's the most beautiful thing. Oh, and you're very open, but yes. you also are a huge listener. Yes. And it's nice with you all because it's like we can be like, hey, do you want to talk about this or no? And mm-hmm. it's like, I'm like, no or yes. And I never feel like it's... Sometimes it can be a little violating where someone really wants to be in that energy of helping you and it's mm-hmm. really for their ego yeah. to be like, I'm helping them, I'm listening and that energy doesn't feel good. It almost feels like sucking and draining. So it's also, I've really appreciated being present to like, hey, do you want to talk about something now or no? And it's like, yes, no. Because if it's present for me, I'll want to. But if it's not, I'm like, I don't want to fucking, yeah, know, that's a good rip point. into it. It's like being present. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Oh, therapy, y'all. I don't know. I just, I don't know what I did before therapy, to be completely honest with you. I think I was kind of a mess, but you know, found it when I was meant to, but I have been going to therapy for about six years now, which is so crazy. So crazy, but it has changed my life and I will continue to invest in therapy for as long as I can. I feel like it has totally, totally made my relationships better, made my career better. I am a better mom. I am a better wife. I'm a better friend. I'm a better daughter and sister. Y'all, it's just the gift that keeps on giving. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do, this is it. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. If you get matched and you're like, yeah, not quite a fit, they make it easy and it's free to change. But I've had a lot of friends try BetterHelp and love it. So I really, really encourage you to start therapy. It's been the best decision I've ever made for myself. Find more balance with BetterHelp. 
Visit betterhelp.com slash almost 30 today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash almost 30. I am juggling quite a bit lately. <laughs> I have a new baby, um, six months in, and uh, we are finishing our book and running a business and a marriage and a house. And um, it's just a lot, but everything is all good and just my dream, but it's a lot. But I have found that if my health routine is on point, then everything runs smoothly. And one huge piece of that routine is my supplementation. And Symbiotica has just always been a constant in my routine. Uh, If you haven't heard of Symbiotica, they're a health and wellness company that does everything with intention. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Like I know them. (laughs) Shervine has been on the podcast many times. I just have seen how passionate, how incredibly intelligent, how dedicated he is to creating products um, that are clean, plant-based, without toxic or harmful chemicals, which we need more of that in the world. Um, So let me just run you through what I'm taking. Um, I take the vitamin D3 K2. It's the liposomal form. I just squirt 12 little pumps in my mouth every single morning. I also take their B12. Um, I'm also obsessed with the liposomal vitamin C. I have these little packets whether it's winter or whatever season, it's obviously great for immunity, but it also um, is amazing because it has biotin, one of nature's most beautifying ingredients. Uh, So I've seen an improvement in my skin, hair, and nail growth as well. I do have mom brain, um, but I'm doing my best to just support my brain health in any way. So for brain health, focus and memory, I really love taking their liposomal magnesium L3 and um, It's an innovative form of magnesium that is able to cross the blood brain barrier. It supports brain health, mood, immune system function, and overall well-being. It's incredible and tastes amazing. It's like this yummy vanilla cream flavor. That's the thing with uh, Symbiotica products. They taste unbelievable. So it really makes taking all of these supplements so easy, so yummy. And I actually look forward to it. So if you want to give Symbiotica a try, there is no better time right now is the time. Symbiotica.com, C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A. Use our code almost 30, 20% off site-wide. So major. And then when you bundle and subscribe, which I highly recommend because you never want to run out of anything, uh, you're going to get an extra discount. So just do it up. Symbiotica.com and use the code almost 30 for 20% off site-wide. Okay. I need to introduce you to a revolutionary new app. Um, Superhuman. I have been doing these superhuman activations every single morning for the last three weeks. Let me just tell you, I kind of fell off of my game after I had the baby. Most of my time and energy was going to him, still is, but I have been able to carve out time in the morning before I get into the swing with him. And I've been doing these activations. I do a lot of the shorter ones because I don't have a ton of time. But let me just say, this is new. Like, this is a new type of audio that um, are super energizing and really specifically designed to transform you into your future self. So I know a lot of us want to manifest things. I know a lot of us are thinking about planning for the future, um, but a lot of us feel stuck. And so I've just felt like this has unstuck me in just the most 
beautiful way. So I've been doing a lot of their pep talks. I've been doing some of their writing activations. Uh, this morning I did the three morning questions. It was a seven minute, really vibey writing activation that I love. So I had my journal out. Um, yesterday I did a pep talk uh, about tackling procrastination. There's a part of me that procrastinates quite a bit. So I'm just... I love this. I love this. There's going to be an activation for you for this moment, for this day. Uh, it's incredibly supportive. So we actually interviewed Mimi Bouchard, the founder, not too long ago. Check out that interview. Uh, and we have a sample of one of the activations on our feed. So you can check that out as well. It's way easier to implement into your routine and far more effective than any other audio app out there. I've just noticed that I'm doing it much more consistently. So please don't miss out on this crazy deal. They rarely do discounts. On top of the 14-day free trial, get over 60% off your subscription for a limited time only at activation.com slash almost 30. Literally, there is no risk. If you change your mind and forget to cancel after the trial, you're covered by their money back guarantee. The offer is only available through their website, not on the app store. So that's activations.com slash almost 30 for 60% off. It expires soon. I think also like vulnerability porn has become a little bit of a currency too, where, mm -hmm. you know, there are appropriate places to be vulnerable and you don't want to, you don't want to be using it as currency to get like attention ever, or you don't never want to like trade on your stuff. Like I remember watching the, did you guys watch that Brene Brown documentary that came out like mm -hmm. six or seven years ago? She had a Netflix special mm -hmm. and she was saying like, you know, since her TED talk, she had all these, you know, people talk about vulnerability and it's become like part of the lexicon now. But she was like, you know, I just want to clear something up for you guys vulnerability is not going on your Facebook and announcing to your 2000 friends about your problem with your husband. Like the mm -hmm. vulnerability is going to your mm -hmm. husband and speaking to the problem yes. about your husband. So it's like you have to, it's like the appropriate spaces and places and doses mm -hmm. and, you know. I think that's so. the biggest fact. Because yes. if you think about that, and I've probably done this before, so I'm not saying that I haven't, but it is so much easier to get on your Instagram and be like, I'm having a hard time. Mm -hmm in my marriage or I'm feeling insecure about this or then actually being really honest with yourself or being really real with yourself or actually having that conversation because I mean then you'll what will happen is you get the validation or the the feeling of dopamine from that share but you're actually not making progress on that share or you're actually you haven't shared it with the right person in a way where it can really even be worked with or received and I do feel like that with the online world and yeah, it's it's such an interesting space to share and want to be truthful and open and vulnerable, but not also want to get caught in that energy mm. with people. How do you guys balance that? Especially, I mean, I know you are been blogging for, for so long. Yeah, I think I used to do so much more of that and I've really mm -hmm. pulled back from doing that unless it feels appropriate from time to time to really talk about something while it's happening. But I used to do that so much more. Mm -hmm. I would hop on just because I love my community and I love their feedback. And then there's the whole element of the, you know, just always having someone there. Mm -hmm. And it's always ha having thousands of people there. And that feels good. But I think to get to a point where you don't need that is also really healthy. You don't need that response or that back and forth. So I do try to simmer on things just like you both are talking about before I share. And if I share, I've seen a lot of influencers who've been around for a long time shift into that space. And it always makes me really happy for mm -hmm. people. 
people who have shared, myself included, like every detail mm-hmm. and like every day blogging about how sick I was. Mm-hmm. And that served a purpose at the time. And now people are like, wait, how do you even feel? Because you never talk about it. I would rather be in that space right now. And also because like we were talking about, the internet has changed so much. And so what was once a safe space is no longer like that. There are all sorts of people looking at all sorts of things and algorithms have changed Mm -hmm. and whatnot. So I'm much happier having that boundary. And I think my true following, the people who are really like there for the right reasons are cheering me on. Mm -hmm. Like they would tell me every day during my maternity leave, don't rush back. We're so happy Aww. to see you living your life. Um, and you know, the people who said, please come back. I love them too. Like I love mm-hmm. it all, but it was just nice to see. I feel that they really understand me and that love goes both ways. Mm. I know it takes me a lot of time to process things. So I mm. try not to do it in the moment. I try to do it once it's, once I've kind of separated what is gonna help somebody whether it's to genuinely share like a negative moment or to say something good I don't want to just spew but I also think that I let it very much indirectly inform my work because I always think everything that I'm going through like will inspire me to write a voice note for the app or it will inspire one of the tips that I put in or it will make me think about this in real life application of a spiritual principle that I can then like turn into a tool and all that kind of thing so whenever I'm going through it I'm always like I know there's something coming from this which also helps me be in it because I'm like okay let's like sit in all these different areas and see what happens and this is just correct for me and I it's in my design right so I follow it it's like I try to collect the stories and then wait until it turns into like a a tool or a guidance or a wisdom before I share it. Whereas there's other people, it's energetically correct for them to like share as things are happening and people like to follow them in that process. It just depends on what's mm-hmm. what's what your alignment looks like. But I know what feels gross on me and what feels like aligned mm-hmm. on me. So I try to just do it that way. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Where can people look in their human design chart to find Ooh. this? Because so, now I need to know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so, it's really nuanced, but I'm specifically referring to the things that, so the lines that connect to my throat. So your throat is how you share. And so you want to be looking at where the energy is going from your throat. So for example, if it's coming from your solar plexus, let's just this is just a generalization. If you have any of the gates connecting from your solar plexus, which is your emotions to your throat, that's someone who's supposed to be sharing their emotions as they are happening, right? Like mine mm. comes from my G center, which is from the center of direction and love. So it's about like giving people guidance or showing people the way. Other people, it's coming from their spleen. So that could be their instincts or their their enthusiasm or their kind of sense for things as things are coming up. Other people, it's their sacral. So that's your charisma and your creativity. Other people, it's their mind. So it's their thoughts and their opinions and their points of view. And this is those so are the cool. things that people are supposed to share. I know me and I'm pulling mine up. I'm pulling mine up as we speak. So it's it's really interesting. Well, and you, Krista, yours is amazing because you have an open throat, right? Mm-hmm. Which means that basically you don't have like a set way that you're supposed to be sharing mm. and so you really have the design of like a an oracle basically mm-hmm. actually that doesn't surprise me at all <laughs> where your top three centers are open so actually what that means is that you're very very ripe for what's going on around you and getting inspired by that turning that into thoughts and then kind of just letting that come through your 
um, voice. Mm -hmm. But for you, because you have that open throat, you can really be a voice for other people. You can really speak what other people can't speak. You can really feel into what other people are wanting to express and expressing like those things for the onset. You know what I mean? Yes. For the, it's a very more generalized collective. For the people. Type of energy. Yeah. That makes all the sense yes. in the Isn't world. Isn't that cool? Yeah. And I mean, Jordan's, I mean, yours is very much about speaking about, I knew you'd have this gate. Mm -hmm. I didn't even remember you had it. But What you, gate is it? 35. It's literally speaking about things as they happen. Well, because, that makes me feel better. Wow. <laughs> Honestly. Yes. Because also, and also, seeing things ahead of, so seeing things that science can't yet explain. You have Thank it double. Goodness. You have it twice. So all those things that seem offbeat or mystical or whatever, it's, they're coming from the right brain. So the right side of your brain. And so things that are going to sound wacky and weird is just because the science hasn't learned to catch up with the mystical yet. And so you can mm -hmm. see ahead of the time. But then the, the part about speaking about experiences is like not everyone is going to be able to live through the experiences that you are. And so you literally mm -hmm. have to like pass them on so we can learn about like, okay, this is part mm -hmm. of like, it's a learning about life, mm -hmm. right? So, I mean, you have a lot of them. You have a lot of gates coming out of your throat. And they describe this as like the energy of the sort of not the controller of the land but the land owner so it's very much like it's expressing in a way that isn't overt but it's like this is where we are and mm. i'll just wait for all of you to like land here type of yeah. thing so it's like an unspoken uh, oh, speaking to i love that so then you see like we all and everyone's like use your voice but it's like hold on let's learn how mm. your voice how you use yeah. your voice what's correct for you to use your voice because your voice is going to not be right for me and mm -hmm. my voice is not going to be right for Krista. So with the My Human Design app, they get their chart. Did they look at their throat center and mm -hmm. see what the channels are? Yeah. Okay. And so if yours is colored in, then that means you have a consistent thing that's speaking to your throat. If yours is white, then it's kind of more fluid and it comes and goes. But I'm going to get so much more into this when, I mean, we just have so many things to add. There's just, it's endless human design yeah. stuff. What else? The throat is a really interesting. Is what else really are you adding to the app? The, the app is endless, by the way. Like, so the, the deeper I dive into it, the more I literally am like, how? How, how did know. you do all this? <laughs> it's so and crazy. I know how long you worked on it oh and everything, but I mean... I can see how it could be never ending in such a beautiful way. Yeah, there's always more to do. Oh what's up, what's coming on the app? What's coming in the app is we are going to be launching the gift soon. So every single number is going to have a description. Then there is something else coming that is going to be, I don't know when this episode's coming up, but anyway, I'm sure it'll be people that will look <laughs> forward to it. So we're going to have a Q&A feature where every single day people can submit questions and every single day I'll, we'll reply, a like use a question specifically about your design. And then after that, we're launching a messaging feature where you can basically find people on the app that you know that have it and share charts with them and invite them and put their charts in your library and there's so many more things I want to do with it. I really want to help people like do with corporation, like hire the right people. That's like my huge, like if everyone could just be working in a way that is like they're really good at, think how much better the world would be. I mean, so much so. better. I remember we were talking, you had all these like features you were launching. You're like, so I'm going to do this I one know. today, this one today. I was like, okay. <laughs> Krista was like, babe, you need to space this out. Like, yeah, it was like, you can't wow. launch three fucking amazing things in like three yeah. days. So I was and like, I was like, why not? <laughs> She's like, I was like, I keep telling you, I'm like, one day Krista's going to be like a strategy consultant. Yep. For like I business. You, you yeah. would be amazing. What did we call that? it? Little Whiskers? Little Whiskers? Yeah, she's like, you need a strategy consulting business, which I probably will do. But she's like, we're going to call it Little Whiskers. So I'm like, okay, meeting I with Little Whiskers that. on our launch schedule. <laughs> that is the best. Yes. Yes, it was like, have some like baller ass strategy thing and call it Little Whiskers. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. I know. Last question. What are your, What is your mantra right now? Like, what is a mantra that you feel like you're continuing to come back to? Something that is like giving you solace, giving you inspiration something that feels really true. 
let there be nothing that I can't admit to myself about me and still be okay and still be loving to myself. Wow. It's literally like such a game changer for me. Wow. It came to me last summer and I was like, I think this is a real, like, I think this is what was missing in mm -hmm. my life all along. Because if you never, if you can never stand yourself, if you admit that you're jealous or never stand yourself, if you admit that you're insecure, any of these things, you're so limited, mm -hmm. so limited. So I always, I do that one, sit on my bathroom floor, put my hand on my heart and say, what is it about me today that <laughs> sometimes it's good things and sometimes yes. it's bad things, but I. And it's the truth. Love anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like just the truth. Because I think for a lot of people, they're too scared of the truth. It's like to be jealous, it means you're bad. Yeah. So they're in denial of being jealous because it means they're bad. Mm -hmm. So then they can never get anywhere because they're not yeah. realizing yeah. the jealousy or being exactly. jealous. Whereas when you admit it, you're like, okay, now I'm free because yes. I don't have to be this anymore. Yes. You shine a light on it and yes. then you're free. Yes. I almost think like one day if I want to be a mom, that's what I want. That's how I want to be with my kids. So mm -hmm. why wouldn't I give that to myself? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Little Jenna. Yeah. So sweet. What's yours? I have a few. I think I'm always reminding myself to slow down and just soak mm -hmm. it all in with seeing how quickly Atticus has already grown. It's impossible to not want to just soak in mm -hmm. every last moment. And then my other big thing right now is to just commit to joy in everything I do. Even the things that are not necessarily fun, but to kind of just float through life, enjoying all of it. I I think I've explained it better in the past. I know I've told no, both of you that this mm. is like my high vibration Jordan 7.0 era. Mm. So just show up as that Jordan and not like these previous versions mm -hmm. that worry about things or overanalyze things or don't have enough energy, quote mm. unquote, just kind of like live in this high vibration and be this high vibration in every situation. Yeah, it's like that served the previous version, but it's not me anymore. Mm -hmm. And just kind of letting go of the old stories and moving into that new version. And it's funny because it's like you say commit to join. It's like, you know, even you were like, yeah, it's like, you know, I have others, but it's like that is so it's the profound one. and that's the one. And mm -hmm. it's like that commitment is so powerful and it feels simple. But if you try it, it's not, mm -hmm. you know, it's really not. Yeah. I have to recommit every morning, mm -hmm. every day. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, I've been doing it. Like I've really been doing it and I hope I can continue. Well, I will continue to do it because it changes everything mm -hmm. to enjoy what you're doing every day mm -hmm. because life does end up getting in the way. We can have these really clear visions and intentions, but things happen and, having a baby, being sleep deprived happens. And then next thing you know, you're not having a good day and you're mm -hmm. not living in the joy. So to always come back to that. Mm -hmm. Love that. What's your one? I think I've, it's pretty simple, but I think when I realized with like self-love and loving yourself, and I think you've talked about this, like one of the steps is to like yourself first. Mm. I've really just been like, I accept myself. Because oh. think about, you know, how much we really... And accepting yourself is like, when you think about it from the very small level, it's like, I have, this is a flaw that I have. I accept myself. Like, this mm -hmm. is the way that I look. I accept myself. This is the way that I think I accept myself. This is the way that I show up. I ex accept myself. And mm -hmm. I think really when we focus on like the neutrality of acceptance versus like the, and this is with the liking yourself, mm -hmm. instead of like the giant, you know, polarities of loving yourself, 
if you're loving yourself, then you have that polarity rebound of hating yourself. And how can we move more closely to like the neutrality feeling of being with yourself and accepting yourself than like a full like, I love myself. Because mm. then you are leaving space to like eventually hate yourself because you're in such a polarity state. So I think it's just really like I accept myself and accepting yourself wherever that is. Mm. And then also just as a last one, I feel like I'm in such an in-between of space in my life. And it's like the in-between is still a place, you know, like not seeing that in-between as something that is purposeless or is not part of the path and is part of the journey. And I think when I see that in-between as its own beautiful, sacred space, it becomes so much more comfortable and valuable. And you can really see the outside where you're like, oh my God, I still have the higher vision, but I really just witnessed myself in this in-between. And I'm really witnessing this like beautiful gestation of what's happening instead of being so uncomfortable in it. Because when I'm looking at it from the other way, I have faith. It's like, oh, I have faith that this is a, a phase that I'm in and I'm going to move through it and learn what I need to learn for that part where it really feels like I'm just like sinking in the pocket. Wow. Mm -hmm. You know what really helps me with that, you know, accepting yourself and everything is like, okay, my illusion is that I'm not what enough. And someone else's illusion, I don't know what they are. They just look like they don't have my illusion. So I think that that means I'm the one that's lacking something. But like, then at the end of that, you ju I just come to like, you know what though? Like, that's all the costume. And at the end of the day, like, I always say like, you're, you have such good intentions. You're such a good person. You do your best. You're doing a great job. Like, that's isn't that so beautiful yes. that you are like a good person yeah you know? because that's all that matters like what we were saying yeah. about the purity and I always tell yeah. you guys you're you know mm -hmm. I love that about you is that it's so connected to the purity because mm -hmm. I think like okay give or take a couple extra human traits like it's it's that's just the fluff right yeah. but we think it's that we think it's the thing <laughs> pure souls baby pure souls. pure souls I love you guys both of you are such channels I just have I to say it to listen to you both and to just be so close with you both is such a gift. Yeah, it's Such wild. Channels. I learned so much every time we're together. Me too. From I both of you. I know. I want to allow the channeling more. We should mm -hmm. have like a full channel session. Microdose and channel, baby. Yes. Or just channel. Yes. Or just microdose. Choose your own adventure. I love yes. you guys so much. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for having us. Okay. Love you. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you so much, Jenna. Thank you so much, Jordan. Two of our dearest. We love you so much. We've done episodes with both of them. So you can search Jordan Younger, Almost 30. You can search Jenna Zoe, Almost 30 and find other episodes we have done with those amazing ladies. And we will see you at camp this Saturday, July 30th. It is completely, completely free. So sign up now at almost30.com slash camp. We are also going to be celebrating the opening of our membership, which we open twice a year. And it will be open for enrollment for two days. So make sure you are there. We're excited to welcome you. Yeah. We're going to have a movement and a healing from Lindsay and I. We have a sound bath for you. We have a session from Rising Woman, which is going to be incredible. And we have a lot of other surprises that day. So make sure you join. It is going to be super exciting, restorative, powerful. Can't wait to see you. Thank you to our sponsors for this episode. You can find all discount information for all of our sponsors on our website, almost30.com slash partners. And you can also find them in our show notes. Thank you for listening. Subscribe to Almost 30 and we will see you on the next episode. We'll see you soon. Bye. We love you.